0: Alright everybody, alright everybody, hey, 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 welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS, the show where we, the nerds, will be discussing the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Welcome everybody, and before we even get into the episode, before we even introduce ourselves, I, Hitch, am going to throw it over to my best buddy, Dog Pound Brown, and he's going to tell you where you can find more of us.
1: Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you're going there to get all our links to our favorite um, social media outlets at Nerdcyclopedia on Twitter, on Facebook, and on um, Instagram. Make sure that you're listening to us on all your favorite podcast outlets as well, like Apple Podcasts, um, you know, Google Play, um, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Make sure you send us some feedback, too. We love the feedback, nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. And, of course, you're watching us on YouTube. If you're watching us right now, make sure that you are subscribing. Hit that notification button, because anytime we're on, you know that we're on.
0: That's right. And you know you want to hear from us as much as we want to hear from you, and that's 100%. And that's just how it is. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to our uh, special, special show on Chapter 10, The Passenger. And uh, I'm Hitch, and we got D.P. Brown joining us here, all the way from uh, from the dog pound. We have Ken yeah, yeah. Ken, uh, in his Mandalorian mask, ashamed to be associated with us, which we appreciate. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Trenton, not ashamed. Trenton has joined us live from Tatooine. Welcome
1: back, Trenton. We didn't scare you off last week, did That's we? That's it. Never, he came never. Back. All right, He came back.
0: Welcome back. You know, once you do two, now I know you know how to do it easily, so you can't get out of it. Just how it is. Just how it is. Once, once you uh, try to get out, we pull you back in. Um, those are the breaks. So, I want to start out first, because last week I ended with a plea to Disney to please make me an X-Wing series or a Raid Squadron series. And I, I just have to say, thank you, Disney, for delivering to me an anthology episode out of the X-Wing series you could be making. So thank you for giving me... That preview. That was my favorite thing this week. You know what, Trent? Kaloni's watching. Trent, Trent, Trent. Uh, Why don't we start with you? What was your What was your thing of the week? What was your favorite thing this week?
2: Uh, My favorite thing of the week, honestly, is um, basically getting some. And some people say anticlimactic, you know, attention to detail. But uh, as some of the other guys will uh, will state, uh, a lot more planet building, a lot more story building. Mm. Uh, of course, we all want action, 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 but, you know, in series and, and the way they build it, I mean, this was an episode that was needed. It's adding character development. It's kind of building up things, and, I mean, I thought it was an okay episode, personally.
0: I agree. You know, this is the type of episode that can really build some depth. Ken, what, what was your favorite What was your favorite bit this week? What was your favorite thing this week?
3: I I had two. Okay.
0: All right. have You two. You're allowed. This is... I'm gonna give you permission. To he has a helmet. He's want. allowed. Yeah, right. We don't. We don't mess with the Mandalorian. He, Mandalorian's allowed to have as many as he wants. <laughs> that's how it is.
3: So the the ed, the opening scene, uh, Mando against what five desperados mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert. That's great. I mean, the more I get, you just get this great sense of what a what a great warrior this guy is, and he can take he can take on as many people as you can throw at him by himself. Creatively too,
1: right?
3: As he uses their weapons against them, so that was great. The second thing was space spiders,
0: <laughs> right? I know, yeah. arachnid so, space. And space actually,
3: space. someone dug into some archive somewhere and found uh, um, what was the what was the uh, Doug Doug Chang some old art that he, that he had done that actually had that spider. Oh, like yeah. this was like decades ago. So they they brings out of the depths of Lucasfilm archive into this to really uh, kind of bring the galaxy together. So I dug those two two pieces. Awesome, awesome. Cool. So that
0: spirit of '77 we start we talk about on this show that we really, oh. that we really like that we really like. All right, DP. So what did you like this week? What was your favorite thing about the Passenger Chapter Ten?
1: I have to say the, the the ice spiders as well. I mean, you know, I picked up my um, PlayStation controller and I was about to, you know, start zapping, and it reminded me of, uh, you know, like Resident Evil yeah. or a Tomb Raider, you know, killing like you know spiders left and right and everything. Mando just running like through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. It it had to feel at least for that sequence of like a video game, and I was I was really into it. It was it was a um and that and and the special effects that they have and the money that Disney puts into this they're not playing around Mm -hmm. no cheesiness you know no no they they could have just you know treated this like a regular TV show and you know just just slacked on it but it was it was all you know really good looking um special effects so I really appreciated that
0: absolutely the polish they you know the money's on the screen as we say and. You know, if you watch the production stuff, like I know we do, uh, you know about the volume and you know how they're using those innovative technologies to put more effects in camera, which means less time they have to spend editing and more time they can spend focusing on writing a story that makes sense, which we all appreciate here. Um, I want to start us off topic wise. I want to start us off here talking about the child, the real star of the show, the real protagonist of this show. I want to talk about this, this, uh, this brine jar that they're carrying around on this mission first. And I wanna talk about that it contains these eggs or something. It's an alien species, so you know, we can't assume it's it's a, an earth style egg situation. But the child seems to really enjoy the taste of these eggs and is just oh, like, yeah. reaching in the pickle He was he, he was
1: he was gobbling them up. <laughs> mm. So, so
0: <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. You guys can you guys can whoever wants to chime in first can can kinda of chime in but who was thinking to themselves, like, what are you doing with the child? Like, was anybody thinking, like, have a reaction, like, oh, can, like, stop it? Like, were you guys getting mad at the child? Anybody, like, was anybody having an emotional reaction like that, that?
1: So, so, um, I'm re watching a little bit of the first season episodes again, and I'm, 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 I'm sitting up here, like, man. <laughs> Mando really has not. He he doesn't have baby skills. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if if you ever had a child, everything you would not let him do a lot of the things that Mando lets him do. Right. Just leaving him off everywhere, you know. Anytime he goes, he just leaves him. You know, baby, you know, babysitting with someone else he does not know, you know. And here the child is, you know, eat, putting stuff in his mouth and eating things, and you don't know what the heck is going on. And you're like, wow. You know, um, if, if you had a child, if you, if you, if you know, you know, we, some, we got kids on here and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know how that experience is, you know, of a child putting things in their mouths that are not right. supposed to be doing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about anybody else? Did you guys, did you guys get the, the idea here that, that these, these eggs are like precious Were they sort of like, you know, eh, we're going to have a bunch of them anyway by the time we need them. Like wh- who is, <laughs> what did you get? What was your read on this? Because it, if, to me... This felt like a, a real like a real thing the child was doing that seemed bad, right? Like it seemed like, <laughs> like like if it's I'm to if I'm to think this is a force sensitive being, right? Why why is it snuffing out life? Like what what's going on there?
3: He likes frogs. He just likes frogs. <laughs> he
1: likes frogs. He likes everything. Mm, it, yeah. He's an omnivore.
3: He ate frogs in, in the first season, mm-hmm. like goblin in whole in fact if you buy one of the one of the uh the toys it Mm. comes with a frog (laughs) (laughs) that he could eat that these things would be very enticing for him i mean have you ever had like fish eggs yeah Yeah. they're super salty Mm. and and they're good so i don't i don't blame him at all for eating these things part of what he what he is and what's funny is someone on the Mandalorian page said that they saw him them going toward like they moved toward him. So they thought maybe he was actually incubating them, not eating them, but protecting them in some way.
1: Oh, I but, didn't notice that. I, wow. I got to look at look at that I, again. But he, I don't know if I could get him to
0: protecting him. I'm gonna have to I don't know. He was I mean this is a pretty a pretty clear it's a pretty clear eating motion going on here, man. Pretty, pretty
3: clear. Yeah, pretty clear. He 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 liked him. But Mando, like Sam said, no father skills. <laughs> Just lets him do it he wants. Uh, I would have those things locked up, and I would have <laughs> him in a playpen, <laughs> away from these things, that's what you do with a child. That's backwards. That's what you do with your child. He did it
0: backwards. He did it backwards. What about you, Trent? What would you think about about this the uh, the pickle jar with the uh, with the pickled eggs in it? What would you think about
2: that? Definitely thought that was uh, based on, you know, her reaction when he picked her up a lot more serious. Mm. Uh, At least she's saying that it is. But uh, one of the things I thought I know Ken touched on it on some of the things they were saying on the page. I thought that when he had touched that under the ship that he was actually pulling those eggs with him with the force. Mm. So I kind of think as far as some of the things are inkling is the kid is kind of teaching itself how to harness the force, how to use it. Um, obviously it had strong sense at the first, uh, you know, season, uh, picking up the creature and things like that. But it seems like, you know, we're getting inklings of its furthering its knowledge of the force and being, you know, a lot more force sensitive to things, sensing danger, things of that. So I'm starting to see that maybe they're sputtering in pieces of uh, the child actually learning to harness the force better than it did, you know, when we first interacted with it.
0: And that's so interesting because, you know, children, and I'm I'm as as one of I don't have any, so I'll say it like this. Children their brains, you know, and I'll say it like that. When when their brains are like dough, you know, you roll it around on the floor and all the stuff on the floor gets stuck to it. And so, you know, for the child, my the concern is, you know, if if this is a force sensitive being and you are murdering things, and I don't want to say that the, the mando is hurting things like unnecessarily even. I don't want to put a bad moral moral end to it. But if if this being gets used to the feeling of death as an expediency, that can be a very dangerous thing, as we've seen in oh I don't know human history. I I'll just throw a name out there for you guys, uh, Caligula. Not a <laughs> not a not a great thing that worked out for everybody. So you got to watch out with with letting the the kids get too much of that you know R-rated stuff. And we know the child's oh, yeah. seeing all that stuff. We know the child's seeing. You know, uh, the prelude to some violence to the point where it can recognize it. We see that in season, uh, in yeah. the last episode when he hits it, uh, yeah. when the child hits their, um, their button. So there's all the, the, there. The, the, my concern is, is this like a manifestation of the child learning dark side things? Is this bad things, insidious right. things, or is this just the child is uh, an omnivore alien and it will eat whatever it can eat, like Nibbler from Futurama could be one. could be the other. Who knows? We'll find
3: out. Well, children are evil. Children go through all phases, right, Sam?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, they have all types of sides. They try you. You know, we've seen the child try um, Mando (laughs) a a few times last season and everything. But for the most part, um, he's well-connected. I mean, they're bonded at this point. Mm. Um, So, I mean, you, you got that right there
0: absolutely absolutely now let's let's have this um i want to talk for a second about the uh the cops like this this pulling over the mandalorian scene that we get in uh in space and i want to talk about this being my favorite part of the episode so i do want to talk about it so last week i said i wanted this x-wing series and this is the sort of thing x-wing this is the sort of thing that like rogue squadron would do if you put it in charge of like a system it would check and make sure you weren't being like oh i don't know criminals like Han solo we know Han solos loud in this sector we can't have that uh <laughs> what did you guys think about the um the whole exchange here with the uh, with the x-wing uh, wing pairing what did you guys think about that
1: what the, um him pulling over him yeah. pulling trying to pull over mandel hmm <laughs>
0: I thought that was hilarious. That that just made me like (laughs) that whole thing was just such a such a fun parallel of those sorts of scenes you always see, right?
1: Yeah, it had a lot of humor. Actually this episode, I mean before they got to like the, you know, the spider scene and everything.
3: (laughs) Before the horror.
1: Yeah. Had a lot of humor and a lot of light you know, you know, um levity, you know, um right at the beginning and everything, which was sort of jarring to me i mean it wasn't bad or anything like that to me but it was a little jarring considering that okay um we we've had like the cuteness with um um the child and everything that's where it ends and then we have like mando's reactions to the child which is sometimes hilarious and everything okay those are little bits and stuff but this episode here had a lot of that you know in the beginning and um i i I was just like okay 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 you got guys could be you know had that levity and everything let's not have this throughout the whole episode though so um <laughs> that and and the, and the banter between um the x-wing pilots and um mando and everything was you know um you know that that same levity just like extended and everything so i appreciate it yeah it had to. Uh, it uh, you
3: guys watch chips right
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, eric
3: Estrada, right yeah. Pulling over, you know, they're trying to pull over somebody on the L.A. freeway. You know, the same thing. It even had, and if you, bro- like, took that vibe, that humor, and crossed it with Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> I mean, it was legit, like, right out of the 80s with the special effects, which don't over, like, don't gloss over everything memorized by special effects. You can really just watch the damn thing. And I thought it was very well Done, and humorous, but you also had a seriousness. Like these guys weren't messing around; they were going to no. blast him out of the sky if he didn't <laughs> activate and tell him, to, in you know, prove that he wasn't imperial. In right, some right. Way.
1: Identify himself. Yeah. And yeah. well, we got a runner because
3: that's yeah. what that's they, If you watch any of the talk shows, that's what they did They got. got <laughs> a runner, and they, it's like actually out of real
1: life. I mean that wait. was ah so it was great legit it was
3: good
1: yeah great great point something straight out of a seventies you know um um cop show you know yeah. that's straight out of seventies cop shows what they did so that's a great point it's kid. almost
0: like a Dukes of Hazard <laughs> chase scene because they go slide oh, into the yeah. cave which is exactly like <laughs> the Dukes would do right well, oh Mandalorian sure is in trouble look at it what will happen there you're
3: here? not gonna do that are you <laughs> i on crash line. You know, yeah,
0: it was good. So let's talk. Okay, so now we're at, we're at this. So Mando's stranded, and um, the passenger, the salamander, frog, whatever, goes and finds the, the, the hot spring, okay? And I have a question here, and this is something my, my, uh, my wife and I talked about. So the child eats an ice spider. <laughs> right? it eats an ice spider out of this glistening pod which we learned on Wreck and Morty this season Right, you shouldn't stare at glistening pods it's a bad idea and then all the ice spiders hatch right? and all the other ice spiders show up my question for the floor is did the child cause all of the hatching or was it all coincidental how are we meant to understand that
3: mm. I think mean, he caused it
0: yeah Mhm. what about you DP
1: I mean is it significant to understand
0: <laughs> I think in some ways yes because are we to understand that this is another mistake the child is making or are we to understand that it's eating it's eating babies like should, should there be a consequence to that or not and you know we, like, like we saw um, if we're incubating eggs we could incubate these eggs right to incubate mm-hmm. it to make it what we want to eat uh, I, I, I wasn't sure. Now, my wife is on your guy's side. She believes that the child did, in fact, cause all of that because they, uh, they ate the egg. I'm not 100%. I, I, I don't know how much of it's just the general, um, energy in the, like the, it's just, I don't know how much of it's just their presence and how much of it is the actual, I'm going to eat this spider, right? Um, total gross out scene by the way right we don't want to see I mean that's yeah. such a such a great <laughs> eating that spider man just like gross me out um what did everybody think about what's everybody's favorite thing about the ice spiders let's start let's start you what, what is your favorite thing about the ice spiders what did you like the most about this sequence
2: I mean uh to me personally it's a pretty cool callback that you know once again we're tying into the games uh, if you've played the uh newest game uh i believe with calcestis in there um those ice spiders are a part of the game obviously in a different planet but
1: you know yeah. it's just
2: in the detail as far as what they're doing um different species and different planets things like that it's really a testament to a uh, felonian like you said before everybody on board uh, one of the wild things that i pulled up on this episode as well as we're talking about the spiders once he had ate that first spider you know, the child keeps raising his hands and he senses danger. Is that, as we're saying, he doesn't understand the force? Did he activate all those eggs that happened at one time? Because I went back and watched this, the scene of it a second ago and it's it's awkward as far as how his reaction is with his hands up. I don't know if, he, if the force caused him all to hatch or what, but as we're saying, he's learning things, understanding, you know, maybe it's a sense side of the dark side. Maybe he did do something. He's not understanding, you know, what is what
1: and how to do what. Now you bring up a really good, you know, um, point there because in my mind, if if this is what is actually happened, it brings a lot more nuance to, you know, the child being with, and you know, and not and not just um, the ch- not just Mando's mission to bring the child to like the Jedi and everything. It actually brings like some, I guess, care more character development with the child, and you know, we're learning a lot more of his complications being with Mando, you know, instead of just him looking cute and just. Okay, well what's the purpose? Okay, how long we're going to have to deal with this child with our Mandalorian, you know, hero and everything. You know, um is this going to, you know, last for, you know, a couple more seasons and stuff? Is this a whole thing? This that's this actually is bringing a lot more nuance to, you know, the child and that's that I mean that's really interesting.
0: The really interesting thing is, you know, if the child needs to have exposure to certain background because of its force sensitivity mando is going to have to live his life a certain way he's going to have to stop with all the bounty hunting and all the killing things and shooting things up and all, and all this recklessness or it's going to have to leave the child and you can see that we are setting up this conflict how, down how the would line
1: mando know how to do that though i'm sorry i, w- I would how would how would mando know to do that well
0: well, well that's um, the thing that's that's how are we going what are we going to find out here about this, this scenario right but if you think about it right. you know if 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 this child falls down the dark path i mean we know that the dark side this selfishness leads to essentially bringing the entire galaxy under one control the child is going to live for a millennium
1: Yeah, I mean, ugh,
0: the best, I mean, the one thing, and I'll say this, like, like, think about someone like Hitler, cause it's an easy one to pick, right? We are very far away from Hitler in the distance of time, right? There's not a lot of danger that next week Hitler's going to pop up in the news and be like, I'm back. Right? Cause we are very safe <laughs> <laughs> from, from oh, you
1: know, oh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Not, hopefully not. I mean, Hitler personally. All right. Not the okay. ideas. Cause we, that's a different situation. I right? thank, thank God until okay. this week. So. We're moving forward, Hitler can't reach us. But if Hitler had the lifespan of the child, then we would not be very safe <laughs> from that happening because they could they could just pop up. You know, this isn't nineteen forty six. So that's that's the stakes are actually probably higher when you think about what's what's happening now with the child than even if it were happening, you know, to, to any other you know i want to say normal life lifespan but that feels so xenoph- xenophobic right but so human so
1: I, so i guess that brings it to a, another point of how these first episodes of like you know sorely unraveled. we only know we're getting eight episodes in a mm-hmm. season and everything and these first episodes why they've been like you know adventurous and stuff they really haven't gone a whole lot <laughs> a lot of places. So I guess that's why you know Trent, you were talking about um, people were poo pooing this episode online and everything about the action not moving. We just had the both effect reveal from last episode, so I you know I held my hand and said, "Who was that?" You know, last episode. Um, so we got <laughs> we got the, um, the the reveal from last episode, but it was none of that. This episode, we it, it would, should should things be happening a lot quicker, a lot faster. I mean, what what are we thinking here? I think it's just you know the fact it's
2: the nervousness. You know we only have eight episodes a season. I mean uh, from last episode, I think the the episode runtime was about thirteen minutes less. So it's just one of those things. I think we are expecting more. I mean it's this has been a knockout of the park for for Disney Plus or Disney and whole Star Wars that it's you know it's just it's we're yearning for more and maybe they didn't do the whole you know net clicks Stranger Things, or whatever oh, they do. Oh, just drop it all at once. drop it so yeah, it's a good thing yeah. they space it out. But I just think yeah. personally, everybody so clickbaity, and you know, it's it's tough. If we did what we wanted to do, which is action every episode, they'd run out of content, and by the last four episodes, <laughs> they'd just be doing filler. So <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the
1: things. That, you yeah. know, we, we just have to. Yeah. I guess we have to be patient. Um, yeah. yeah. You yeah. end up with those like I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm there regardless so if if the purpose is just to keep me, you know, tuned in, I mean they, they they got me. So, I mean, you could complain about it whatsoever. I mean, you know, as much as you want, but it's not like you're going you're going to stop watching it. Right. Know? Right.
3: But we you... we have to trust. We have to trust that they know how to space this out and make it a good product and it's going to be a good story. They know what they're doing. I mean, they're, you know, they've been doing this since the 60s. Disney has been <laughs> painting and you know taking money and making money so they know what they're doing this is they're the right they are the right re- leader for this franchise now they're gonna
1: they're gonna guide it into the future with a lot of uh b- a positive energy yeah and everything can't be 100 percent either so you know everything can be perfect and like i said if this is what they did if this is it's called a lesser episode it was like very the standards were still really good you know high.
0: like if this is a bottle episode right where it's like you know one CGI thing and the child and mando and then essentially you know a lot of background stuff it, it's it has a smaller scope and it can enable by using suspense in the place of action it puts a it puts a a lull in the overall story without putting a lull in the overall interest level that you bring to the story so when you structure right. you want to have interesting event and then you want to have other interesting event that doesn't, like, sort of advance this other plot. So you can have more than one thing happening at once. It's, it's excellent story construction because the universe they inhabit is is so enormous. And and I, I love episodes right. like this where it feels like sonar, right? Where it's, like, boom, and we find out things about the universe, like that the New Republic is assuming the Imperial, like, you know, custom stuff, and that now they're starting to be an enforcement. And these guys are probably you know, veterans of Endor and veterans of Yavin and they're probably having to deal with what it's like to, you know, uh assume the powers of government when you're in a rebellion, when you're in a revolution. It's and that's the sort of stuff that's just and it's just sitting all the way on the periphery of this episode, right? It's all the way right on the edge. It's not it's not anywhere near the actual plot. It's just look, this is a three – on the
1: edges. Yeah, on the edges you're you're seeing a lot of um or you're hearing a lot of, you know, um Stuff like you know, um, Hitch was saying, like on the edges and everything, it would be just so great to get like you know, uh, a little small tidbits of a a series to sort of overlap this or run parallel to this. You know, we have Mando's Adventures going on over here, but we know this whole other side since the Empire fell, um, of what's what's going on and how that's being, um, how what, what the aftermath effects of that is.
0: Oh man. And they're doing it right. And like it, like you said, you know, Ken, you said it. This is the perfect custodian for this franchise because they have so much money and they're willing to just spend the money to let the nerds that need to be running this stuff run it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you gotta love about yeah. Disney. At a certain point, they've got so much invested in this that they know that look, you know, Jean Favreau can, he can do it. And we don't have to really we don't have to mess with it. And, you know the not, funny part
2: about the Mandalorian right now? Yeah. Ever since the Mandalorians came back, we have not heard one Kathleen Kennedy story. I think that's a win for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big win for her. We have not heard a name because remember, as of uh, Episode Nine, she was getting fired and board meetings, yeah. and yeah.
1: you know, since this yeah. came
2: back, she's sitting in her chair and.
1: You know, hey, let these guys dude. take
2: the
0: reins. You
1: know? it, it, no, no, no responsibility is for right now. You know, let you let the car ride until we can come exactly. up with something to do with the with the bigger franchise and everything. Right. You
0: know? I th- I hope what they've learned <laughs> is that they don't need to do anything with the bigger franchise and they put it to bed. And now we can tell these other stories about this universe right. that are that are so much more interesting because we don't have to fit them into that trophy template of how is this a different version of Anakin's fall, right? How is this not? You know, that story, it's a different story, but it's the story, it's the same story, right? Same story for Ben and Anakin and Luke and all the rest. Uh, I'm super excited to see the rest of the season because I think that anytime you have a spectacle of the first episode, I mean, my goodness gracious, we exploded a crate Dragon last week. Let's not <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> it's okay to have a little bit of a change of pace to get us invested in these characters. And I'll say this, you know, say what you want about the episode itself. I felt invested in the story of The Passenger. I felt like I believed that this was important. And I'm a person in Star Wars who has a natural aversion to, to the lizard-y sort of characters, the salamander-y sort of characters, thanks to Jar Jar Binks. I have a prejudice <laughs> against these characters because I just think, it's going to sound them? And they did it right. In fact, I would go as far as saying if they made Jar Jar Binks sound like The Passenger, that would fix a lot of stuff that's wrong with episode one and maybe someone will fix it i don't know i don't know it's a it's a dream of
1: mine. <laughs> all right
0: so last thoughts before we go because we're at about a half hour uh trent why don't you lead us off last thoughts this week and things you're looking forward to anything else you got
2: yeah really last thoughts of this week was like i said uh, in some eyes, a little anticlimactic, but in my eyes, a great episode, some great things. Obviously, we're getting creature fighting. Uh, like I said, more more like DP said, it's more of a video game feel. But uh, moving forward, just excitement. Um, big thing I always wanted to learn with, from this story is, you know, they're talking about the Jedi and sorcerers with swords. Are we really going to see some lightsaber action in this? Because. As much as I love lightsabers and battles and Jedi, I was really looking for this to be the space cowboy series that kind of took us away from that. So hopefully that doesn't dominate too much of the scene. I mean, we saw Ma for a second with the dark saber, so. I just like the Mando, and hopefully they stay away from the Jedi theme that it keeps kind of trickling in the episodes in the background.
0: Awesome, awesome. Kenny, what, are you, what about you? Final thoughts this week?
2: Uh, I'm looking forward
3: to him, Mando, delivering the passenger, completing that that sort of reverse bounty quest, right? So he's not yeah. taking anyone to prison or, uh, you know, he's actually delivering to another, you know, meeting her up with her family and her husband. So that water planet, like uh, we're, we're suspecting is going to be where he's going to meet this other Mandalorian. Who's that? And how is that person going to help him find th- where the child belongs? So that's really going to be the first. I think epi- I think the next episode, Friday night, Whenever it drops, that's going to be a big one. It's going to have a lot of meat to it because it's going to really start point us in the direction that the whole story is going. So I'm looking forward to the next uh, next
1: episode.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right, Mr. Brown.
1: Hey, I'm looking forward. To Cara Dune coming back, mm-hmm. you know she's always a sight for sore eyes. So, um, yeah, just just looking forward to um, some 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 more plot development and everything. Some you know more tidbits coming in, and a um, off Gideon. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Trim was talking about like lightsabers. So, I'm curious. I know the light, the black saber has already a lot of lore in the animated you know series and stuff, but. This has really been the first time you've seen it, you know, introduced live. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to delve into that, or just leave everything to, you know, to the animated stuff. If you want to know more about the Black Saber, well, watch the animated stuff. But um, if do you, if it's almost like that smoking gun, if you're going to introduce it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let the the gun fire at some point, you know. So they they can't just um, throw it out there. You know, I leave that as like the last thing you see from the previous season and not come back to it.
0: Chekhov's lightsaber, right. Chekhov's <laughs> lightsaber. We can't have any more of that. Uh, yeah, right. We actually need to see more from Darksaber and everything like that. I'm, I want to see this. I, would, I do want to see the water plant. I really hope this is a one, two sort of first part, second part sort of thing. Uh, you know, I'm invested. I want to see the end of this story for the passenger. Like I said, uh, you got me, Disney. I'm I'm a hard hearted man, but yeah, you managed to make me care by scaring the bejesus out of me. You know, I will say this in addition to begging Disney on my hands and knees to make an X-Wing series. I feel like, you know, I, I'm not a super huge fan of spiders. So I feel like the idea that they had, you know, uh, a mix of alien and arachnophobia happen this week. Really mm-hmm. sort of, it really had me sort of standing up and, and I, and I, I just appreciated this, the different type of suspense and, the way that they showed how many clubs they have in their bag and how many types of stories they can tell. Because this is a different type of story than they were telling last year, and it's a deeper type of story. You know, I, I like where they're going, and I think that they have the right sort of team in place to obviously continue to be creative. Uh, certainly people that are better than me <laughs> in place running this one, which is great. So you can always love that. Um, anybody else? Anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off for the week on Chapter 10?
1: Keep doing it, Dave Filoni. I mean, we believe in you. Mm-hmm. We actually
0: do. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to do it for us here at Carbonite. Bounty BS for Chapter 10, The Passenger. And we are the nerds. And as we always say before we leave, this is the way. This is the way.
1: This is See the, way. You guys later. the way. All
0: right. See you next week. Be back. Bye.
1: Encyclopedia.